Hey there, and welcome to the Flourishing Health Podcast. My name is Stephanie Book, and I am so excited to have you join me today. I am so passionate about helping others see their lives beyond where they are right now. Those places where we feel stuck, where we don't really see the true identity of who we are and who God has made us. So, I invite you along in a journey to not only work on our health physically in our bodies and learn ways to take the temple that God has given us and live it out well, but also to help with that mindset piece. Help us really learn to identify who we are in Christ and all that we are equipped to do. So many of us rely on what our thoughts tell us, and a lot of those times, those thoughts are just not true. They're just thoughts, they're emotions. And so we're going to explore that together, how we can create a new outlook for a full life. I'm so honored that you have taken time to listen to me today, and I hope that through my past experiences of what I've learned, and the things that we'll continue to learn together, we will grow and help you see the chance to flourish in your life. Thanks so much for joining us, and let's move on to today's episode. Hey there, friends, and welcome back to the Flourish and Health podcast. My name is Stephanie, and I am so glad that you are here. I wanted to let you know that today I'm going to talk a little bit about emotions, and so I'm going to start right off at the beginning of the episode just sharing about a day that I had. So I'm sure that we can all relate to dealing with emotions and how they affect us. So let's sit back, relax, enjoy the episode, and I hope that it will be something that will be helpful for you as you move through your day. Ever had one of those days when your emotions are all over the place? Last Tuesday was like that for me. I woke up feeling restful and happy, and then I was triggered and I felt frustrated and angry. The anger turned to sadness and a few tears, back to joy and laughter, gratitude, and then comforted by God's presence as I read his word. Then I was back to sad and feelings of unworthiness with more tears, and then back to peace and contentment. Yes, I cried at least five times that morning, and it was only about 9.30 when I started writing down my thoughts to share with you. (laughs) Needless to say, Tuesday was full of emotion. Have you ever felt like that? One of those days that you wonder if you could go back to bed and start all over again? I sure hope that I'm not alone. You know, emotions are real, and I used to think that I needed to stuff them down and not allow myself to feel at all. But I've been learning that emotions are necessary and should be experienced. However, it's how we choose to let them impact us going forward that can make the change and really change the whole outcome of our day. So let me explain. It is important to allow the emotions to come to the surface, but it's also important to allow the release of the emotion to play out for a moment and then start to shift our focus on what we can control. What I've learned from Dr. Wayne Scott Anderson, he's the co-founder of my wellness program, uh, Jim Dethmer, and also other articles that I've read, it takes about 90 seconds for the emotion to run its course in your mind. Yes, only 90 seconds. Once those 90 seconds have passed, it comes to what you're allowing your mind and body to do in response to that emotion that can influence the outcome. (music) 
Here is some info I found researching the concept of 90 Seconds of Emotions by Dr. Jill Bolt-Taylor. She's a neuroscientist and an author of the book, My Stroke of Insight, and that was published in 2008. In an article I read about this book, this is what it said about the 90 seconds of emotion. It says, the concept of 90 seconds of emotion is based on the idea that when we experience an intense emotion like anger, sadness, or anxiety, the actual physiological response that triggers those feelings lasts for about 90 seconds. However, what often happens is that we prolong the emotional experience by replaying the triggering event or by engaging in mental rumination. Hmm, that sounds familiar to me. It says, so the idea behind the 90 seconds emotion is that if you can allow yourself to fully experience the physiological response without getting caught up in the story or thoughts associated with that emotion, the intensity of the emotion tends to dissipate relatively quickly. By recognizing that emotions are temporary sensations that naturally ebb and flow, you can develop a healthier relationship with your emotions and prevent them from overwhelming you. Well, I'm not an expert and I have a lot to learn about this, but I do recognize my emotions so much faster as I've been learning to stop and listen to what is happening pause and let the emotion be felt, and then make a choice in how to respond. I am definitely a work in progress, but I am learning this important skill as I practice it every day. Another quote I found says, while the 90 seconds time frame is a rough estimate and emotions can vary in intensity and duration, the key takeaway is to acknowledge your emotions, allow yourself to feel them without judgment, and avoid getting trapped in prolonged rumination or negative thought patterns. Are you hearing a theme here? I really think that's the key. Recognizing the emotion, let it run its course for about that 90 seconds, name it, feel it, and make a choice to move forward. Don't let the emotion sit there and stew and grow. We've all done that. <laughs> make the conscious choice to move toward reconciling the emotion and determine the steps moving forward. So back to me on Tuesday, I let out frustration and I held on to it way longer than I needed to. I realized that I had let the frustration rule me and that I was not letting go of the shame or the guilt I was finding myself feeling. In my frustration, I sent my dear friend a text, or for that matter, several texts, with my frustration and I let the emotions roll on and on. I then came back to her and apologized for my behavior. I'm thankful she is loving and forgiving and I can trust her, but I don't want to do that to her or anyone else in the future for that matter. So I continue to contend with learning how to control my emotions. One thing I know for sure is that emotions are real and will always play a role in our lives, so it's imperative we learn how to navigate through them. Have you ever taken a moment to pause and breathe during an emotion? It's not always easy especially in a very upsetting circumstance. But when we are in tune with our emotions and how we have the choice to control them, it can be so much easier to navigate through life. So you say, okay, Stephanie, sounds great to me, but what do I do? How do I even start to do this? So what can I do to start the process of recognizing my emotions? How can I become the dominant force of my life and learn to focus on what 
I can control. Next time you experience an emotion, I encourage you to stop. Recognize the emotion. What is it? Are you feeling angry or sad or happy? Feel it in your body. How does it feel? Is your back tense? Do you feel it in your knees? Is your head pounding? Take that, release it, and then move toward the next step. Do your best not to allow it to take control of your next moments, hour, or day. How many of us have had one bad thing happen to us in the beginning of the day, and then we have declared the whole rest of the day a terrible day? One moment within a full day causes emotion and the rest of the day is ruined? We all do it all of the time. And it does sound kind of silly when we look at it from the other side. But it's common. So we want to learn how to walk through these emotions and stop and breathe and feel them. Last week, I mentioned Savers by Hal Elrod as a morning routine to help you find space to refresh your soul. I will link the episode in the show notes if you didn't get a chance to listen in. This week, I received an email from Hal Elrod since I subscribed to his podcast and email subscription. I don't know him personally, <laughs> and, but it was just so fitting to my topic of emotions. I thought I would read a little bit of what Hal said. He says, life is hard. There are days, sometimes more often than not, that I don't want to do it anymore. When I feel so overwhelmed, it's like I'm drowning, but I w- don't want to let people down, so I keep going. I believe that God has gifted all of us with adversities to get through so that we can help others get through theirs. So I keep going. And I openly share my struggles and what I'm doing to manage or overcome them as much as possible in an attempt to help other people to do the same. The question I start my day with that I encourage you to consider modeling is... What can I do today to optimize my mental and emotional health? Isn't this great? I love Hal's vulnerability. And if you don't know his story, he has had a lot of things. He almost died in a car accident when he was young. um, And then he's went through quite a bit of chemotherapy with cancer. So he has a lot of things that he's dealt with with his mental capacity. And he has done some amazing things even enduring all of that. And so the savers is a big part of what he does. So he says, continuing on in his his email, he said, the answer is always to start by doing my savers. So I meditate, rest my nervous system, and pray to connect with God. I recite my affirmations to elevate my consciousness by reminding me of the highest truth. I visualize myself enjoying the day, especially the tasks that I've been allowing myself to feel stressed about. I exercise to grow stronger and get my blood flowing. I read something that improves my mental health. I journal about anything I need to let go of and what I'm grateful for. He says these activities take anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes total and help me to optimize my mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health so that I can be at my best for myself others, despite my struggles and limitations. He says, we live in a beautiful, messed up world. And right now, the world needs us to show up at our best for those we love and those we lead. So let's keep going, help as many people as we can during this one life we've been given and blessed to live. 
I just love that. He's so honest and raw, and it's helpful to hear that it's not even someone that has worked on his mental state for a long time, still has emotion, still has those good and bad days, but it's what he gets to choose how he's going to move through those days, the choices he gets to make. And so it's so important for us to understand that emotion is normal, that we want to feel it, but then we need to make those decisions to move forward. My friends, emotions are real, and we definitely want to make sure we learn how to navigate through them. Whether you choose to do something I've talked about in other podcasts or find a routine that works for you, the most important part is walking through the emotion and not holding it in. I thought I would share a few verses that could help shift our focus to God and gratitude and away from our certain current circumstances. There are countless verses that allow us to shift our focus on God and away from ourselves, but here are a few to get you started. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 Remind us to find reasons for gratitude in every situation. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In Psalm 104-5 it reads, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues throughout all generations. Now we are encouraged to approach God with a heart full of thanksgiving and praise. Another verse that brings us to gratitude and to search after his peace is Colossians 3:15-17, which says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And one more, how about Psalm 136.1? Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. This verse is a simple reminder to give thanks to God for his enduring love. Plus, if you have listened to any worship music, this verse may cause you to break into a little bit of song, and that might help lift your emotions a bit too. I know our emotions are real, and it may be hard to shift your focus on the verses right away, but if you begin to practicing the 90 seconds and then have these verses and others in your heart, you'll be able to shift the emotions to praise and trust in the Lord, Focus on his goodness and faithfulness and trust him to walk you through that emotion as well. I am thankful. I'm learning how to feel the feelings I have and learning to pause before I respond. Like I said, I am still a work in progress. But knowing I'm not alone in the journey and that I get the chance each time I'm confronted with emotion to practice, I will continue to move through the emotion more easily. We get the opportunity to to learn to shift our focus on what we can control and really change the outlook of the whole situation. We get the chance to stop, breathe, recognize what we can be grateful for, and move forward toward action instead of sitting in that emotion and letting the mindset of lack or weariness overtake us. I know this is just the beginning. This is just a scratching the surface and it's something that we all need to learn to practice and grow but I really do hope that you find this a little bit helpful 
at least you'll be seen and known that you are not alone in your emotion. But what we get to do is learn together how to learn to pause, how to take that in and really be able to work through those emotions and see a different outcome. My friends, as usual, I do hope that what I've shared today has been helpful. Whatever it is you may be going through, please know you are not alone. Your feelings are real and are meant to be felt. So I encourage you to start practicing the stopping in the emotion, breathing, trying to wait those 90 seconds, let that emotion play its course, and then make a decision for your next step. As we continue to learn to walk through this, we will get to be on our way to a more full and flourishing life. Thank you so much for joining me as we walk towards this life of flourishing. I appreciate you taking the time to listen and would love, love, love for you to take a moment to subscribe to my podcast and maybe even leave a review. Likes and reviews like yours will allow my podcast to be seen by others and hopefully help them as they walk through their own journey of growth. So until next time, please remember that you are amazing, my friend, and you are meant to live a life full and flourishing. Take care.